on? No, it's not on. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Alhamdulillahi Nahmaduhu Wa Nasta'inuhu Wa Na'udhu Bihi Min Shuroori Anfusina Wa Min Sayyiyati A'malina Wa Ashadu An La Ilaha Illa Allah Wahdahu La Sharika Lah Innama Amruhu Iza Arada Shay'an An Yaqula Lahu Kun فيكون وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبده ورسوله وصفيه وخليله من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا مضل له من يعصي الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له أما بعد Dear committed Muslims here and wherever you are this week this جمعة صلاة have ended its 35th year its 36th year and it should be mentioned that there are gusting winds here so if there's any interruption in the khutbah, it's because of these winds that are moving us. Therefore, also has to be made short. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fi buyutin evin allahu an wa yuthkara fi asmuh. يسبح له فيها بالغدو والآصال رجال رجال لا تلهيهم تجارة ولا بيع عن ذكر الله وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة يخافون يوما تتقلب فيه القلوب والأبصار لِيَجْزِيَهُمُ اللَّهُ أَحْسَنَ مَا عَمِلُوا وَيَزِيدَهُمْ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ وَاللَّهُ يَرْزُقُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ The gist of this ayah is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has assigned worthy individuals to be the elements of a consciousness in the masajid of Allah a consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this 
Masjid Islamic Center here in Washington DC in the past 35 years has delivered a very strong and unmistakable message to anyone who is willing to open their eyes, look at the facts, observe reality, and reach their own conclusions. This masjid has been occupied by force by the Saudis and their fanatical functionaries. Some of the lessons that we can draw from a forced Jumu'ah in the street along with the Eids that go with it for the past 35 years what can we learn from this experience? What have we learned? In the first instance we have learned that to be faithful to Allah Jalla wa'ala is not a matter of an incident or it's not a matter of playing political games and it's not a matter of a very short time period and it's all over to be dedicated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on principle may be a matter of a lifetime and Nuh alayhi salam spent a lifetime with his people and he wasn't the type that said well let's try to play with the system back and forth he wasn't the type that said oh this principle is short of my human effort of course we are nothing compared to Nuh in his hundreds of years and being that he what he went through what he went through he remained appreciative of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ نُوحٍ أَنَّهُ لَنْ يُؤْمِنَ مِنْ قَوْمِكَ إِلَّا مَنْ قَدْ آمَنْ And we revealed to Nuh that of your people no one else is going to commit themselves beyond those who already committed themselves. And who were they? They were a few. And they were made fun of. قَالَ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَسْخَرُونَ مِنَّا فَإِنَّا نَسْخَرُ مِنْكُمْ كَمَا تَسْخَرُونَ مِنَّا If you think you are making fun of us, because look, look who we are. And they said to Nuh, مَا نَرَاكَ اتَّبَعَكَ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ هُمْ أَرَاذِلُنَا We see that those who are following you, well, they are the scum of the earth so to speak those were the followers of Nuh that was the duration of the message of Nuh 
that was the principle that they adhered to in their own way and so, and so when all of this climaxed after, and Nuh remained Abdan Shakura he always gave thanks to Allah even in those types of conditions in other words you can almost see a smile on his face even though the worldly reality around doesn't dictate a smile on your face but if you're living in this world is one thing and if you're living with Allah is another thing for those who have spent 35 years and counting living in this world well they withered away because they're living in this world but those who have been living with Allah for 35 years and counting then this is the reality that we have and then we should have learned that there is a personal patience you can be patient as a as you whoever you are Muhammad Ali Omar Uthman Hussein Hassan whoever you can have your own patience in your own life but there's another element and that is social patience or social perseverance this is a type of feature that is almost absent from Muslims lives ask yourself where do you detect a patience of solidarity is there a community is there a critical mass that you are part of in which you feel you are not the only one patient with a particular issue in this context the issue of the Islamic Center another extended understanding of ya ayyuhalladhina amanu isbiru wasabiru your patience is a collective patience and your patience has a public life to it now you ask yourself where do you detect a public perseverance of committed Muslims we've realized in the course of these years that our struggle our effort is to tazkiyat and nufus is trying to elevate our internal selves but those who are in control of the Islamic Center they are trying to kill our physical selves if the type who are in charge of the Islamic Center if it's easy for them to say oh you pray outside we don't want to even see you and we haven't seen them in the course of these 35 years they didn't have and they don't have 
the courage just to stand beside us or to walk alongside us. We haven't seen that character in them. Yet, they have what it takes to say it is permissible to kill the other Muslim. In other words, if they can expel some Muslims from a, an Islamic center and a masjid in Washington, D.C., they can kill other Muslims in Yemen, in Syria, in Iraq, in Libya, in Afghanistan, in Pakistan, in these other areas. Kill them. In Washington, tell them, stay out of the masjid. But in other places where they think that they can get away with it, they kill. Another thing we should have understood from these 35 years, and we still can understand these lessons and learn from ourselves, is that this phenomenon of praying outside for all of these years is meant to demonstrate to the Muslims that they have the right, our right, to go into a masjid. No, there's, there's no secular or religious authority in the world that can justify barring Muslims from entering into a masjid, as has been the case here for 35 years. They, they meaning the Saudis and their crowd, they tell you, yes, we believe in shura. Okay, explain to us what this shura is. When it comes to a masjid, entering a masjid, when it comes to administration of a masjid, when it comes to going to hajj, when it comes to the administration of the hajj, if, there, if you acknowledge there is a principle and a value of shura, then explain to us what's your definition of that shura. How do you, how do you reach the decisions that you make in the exclusion of the Muslims? During all of these years, there are, there's two things that have appeared. If you were a very objective and conscientious observer, you would have thought, you would have noticed two things. One of them is there is a dose of sectarianism among the Muslims. And this includes Sunnis and Shias. And this effort here is to extend the tolerance level of those who are Sunnis to accommodate those who are Shias. And to extend the tolerance level of Shias to accommodate those who are Sunnis. 
And during the course of all of these years, trying to do just that showed us who is a Muslim who is true to Islamic solidarity and togetherness, whether they come from a Sunni background or whether they come from a Shi'i background. That's on the issue of sectarianism. The other issue is the issue of racism. Throughout the course of all of these years, we have tried, whether we, are, we come from those whose skin is, they call it colored, whatever color there is, that is, and those who are, let's say, colorless. No one calls them that. If you call some people colored, then who are the others? They're colorless. And that's how defensive we are. Our The vocabulary of the mainstream public is imposed on us without us being capable of counterthinking them. Anyways, in this course, you know, some people are white, some people are black. That's another vocabulary that some people use. Over here, we tried and we still continue to say and to do and to prove that Muslims are beyond this type, these types of shenanigans. Even though they use this thing in the Islamic center, they bring in a person who is of certain features. Of course, all of you know what I'm talking about. And then because of those features, he certain other types of Muslims gravitate towards him and the administration there just because of the features. This effort here, and this is part of the problem, part of the problem that we have when we have a mentality out there and a psychology that is either undermined by sectarianism or undermined by racism, who can come and say, you, I, we defy anyone, and these khutbas are recorded. We defy anyone to come and pigeonhole these khutbas on Friday and say, this is a Sunni khutbah or this is a Shi'i khutbah, or this is a white khutbah or this is a black khutbah. We challenge anyone to do that. And we do we challenge them with humility. But we challenge them with, with assertiveness. Something, I don't know whether we learned these types of lessons in the course of these past years or we didn't learn these types of lessons. We are not here for ourselves. If tomorrow these people in the Islamic Center they came to a definition of what shura means to them that is inclusive of other Muslims and they opened this masjid to the Muslims of this area and the Muslims of this area through the process of their definition of the Islamic definition of shura chose whomever then fine whoever that is even if they choose the king of Saudi Arabia to be the imam in this masjid, which we probably is not going to ever happen, but to 
dramatize the affair, even if they choose him, we will go into the masjid and we will act like brother Muslims to brother Muslims. But they don't want that to happen. It's a nightmare if ever that would happen as far as they are concerned. في بيوت أذن الله أن ترفع ويذكر فيها اسمه يسبح له فيها بالغدو والآصال رجال لا تلهيهم تجارة ولا بيع عن ذكر الله وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة يخافون يوما تتقلب فيه القلوب والأبصار ليجزيهم الله أحسن ما عملوا ويزيدهم من فضله والله يرزق من يشاء أقول قول هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم أدعوه سبحانه وأنتم موقنون بالإجابة الحمد لله الذي هدى وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا المصطفى وعلى آله وصحبه أولي النهى والتقى Dear committed Muslims These people who have used everything at their disposal to have Muslims barred from entering the Islamic Center during the course of all of these years. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he works in his own ways. And we are satisfied to the core of us with the will of Allah. This crown prince coming here to Washington this month, maybe in a couple of weeks. He is beginning to bring down the castle upon his own family. In the course of this past week, he fired, the media doesn't use that word, but that's what happened. He fired his cousins who were the chief of staff of their armed forces and other very high-ranking generals in their armed forces all of them were his cousins and he got rid of them why because he figured or the people who are doing the thinking for the for him they figured that the war in Yemen it will enter its fourth year this month is not going as planned they thought it was going to be a cakewalk. They thought they would go into Yemen and in a matter of weeks or months, the whole thing is over. They're going to begin their fourth year this month and nothing is over. So he fires his cousins and he brings in more talent, they say, to assume these responsibilities because in this past week, their alliance, 
the Saudis have an alliance there with the Emiratis and others. They bombed their own Yemeni military personnel that are on their side. And then they air. their foreign minister begins to make fun of Germany and the weapons that Germany is selling them. Say, okay, if your foreign minister made a remark about us that we didn't like, we're going to go buy our weapons from the United States. Your weapons are inferior to ours. MBS, Muhammad bin Salman, and Adil Jubair used to be the ambassador here when the war was declared against Yemen from here, from Washington, D.C. When they begin to act and speak like this, we can sense that they are at the end of their ropes. And then this Jubair also says in the course of uh, the past couple of weeks that Hamas is an extremist organization. And then our brothers in Hamas, they get very upset. Why is someone like that saying something like that? We hope that these individuals in Hamas wake up to the reality of these people who have been stabbing them in the back. For the first time, Saudi Arabia has enacted a law of bankruptcy. There was no, you couldn't file for bankruptcy before this week in that hellish kingdom. You couldn't do it. Now, because they are trying to encourage investment, they want people to come and take chances on their economy. They put into effect a law that says you can file for bankruptcy. What does this mean? What does this tell us? What does this tell? What, what does it tell you when the decision makers in Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and Qatar are coming here to the United States this month and next month? What are they coming here to do? They're coming here to further plan more hostilities in the Holy Land and around the Holy Land. For the first time in Saudi Arabia, they're having a marathon for women in Mecca, a marathon for women. All places they chose Mecca. Add to all of that the Saudis right now are trying to encourage tourism. They want tourists to go to Saudi Arabia. They tell us, I don't know, they do the counting. Thirty million in 2016, 30 million people went to Saudi Arabia. Probably most of them have to do with Hajj and Umrah and these types of things. We don't know. I don't even know if that, that's an accurate, but that's what they mention. And that's not enough for them right now on the Red Sea. 
they want to build resorts where tourists can go. And they want to meet what they call international standards. What does that mean? We're going to see bikinis in the land of Allah's Prophet. Not far from Mecca and Al Medina on the Red Sea, we're going to see these. The types of things that occur on the shores of the Mediterranean and in other places. Is this what we're going to see? Is this the type of new? They say that in some of their the Saudi propaganda to promote their tourist future. Oh, you can come and see Bada'in Saleh. Oh yeah? Why don't you tell us we can come and have a conference in Khaybar? Why can't we have every international conference or every regional conference that speaks about the liberation of Palestine? Why can't we have that in Khaybar? Dare they speak about Muslims going there? That will improve their tourism, but they don't want that type of quality. Poor we, the Muslims, the orphans of the world. And you think about the whole world, the Christians, they look at Europe and the United States. That's their center of gravity. You look at Yahud, their center of gravity is Israel. You look at the Chinese, or the, you look at the Buddhists, their center of gravity is China. You look at the Hindus, their center of gravity is India. Now look at the Muslims. Where is their center of gravity? Even if we detect a center of gravity, such as in the Islamic country of Iran, when you when we even want to think about that as a center of gravity, they don't even want us to think about it. You can't think. You're not allowed to think this way. And now you get a sense of why we are praying in the street and why they use everything at their disposal to have it this way. And remember they said this thing is going to the Supreme Court. It's going to the Supreme Court. They have a definition for a Supreme Court that is in Washington, D.C. We have a definition of a Supreme Court that is in heaven. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna tiba'ah wa arina al-baatila baatilan warzuqna ijtinaabah wa la taj'alhum ultabisan alayna wa ja'alna lilmuttaqina imama اللهم إليك نشكو ضعف قوتنا وقلة حيلتنا وهوانا على الناس يا أرحم الراحمين أنت ربنا وأنت رب المستضعفين فإلى من تكلنا إلى غريب يتجهمنا أم إلى عدو ملكته أمرنا إن لم يكن بك علينا غضب فلا نبالي ولكن عافيتك هي أوسع لنا نعوذ بنور وجهك الذي أشرقت له الظلمات وصلح عليه أمر الدنيا والآخرة 
من أن تنزل بنا غضبك أو تحل علينا صخطك لك العتبة حتى ترضى ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بك اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وبارك على محمد وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خسي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنع وأقم الصلاة أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله عليه الصلاة 